Welcome to the Become a Media Maven podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about how I'm voting this year. I actually already voted. I voted by mail. I've voted by mail since I was 18, just because I am a girl who likes convenience. I've been shopping online before I was quarantined. I've been ordering my groceries and picking them up at the curbside pickup before everybody else started doing it. Like, I like convenience and voting by mail is very convenient and despite what people will tell you statistically it is very safe and there is very little to no voter fraud by mail (laughs) Um, depending on what you believe and what everybody posts on the internet um, reliable sources and statistics and data will tell you it's very safe so this is how i'm voting first and foremost uh, how everybody votes what helps you personally that's why everybody votes because we all have our personal situations We all make a certain amount of money. We all live a certain lifestyle. Um, We, you know, some of us have kids. Some of us don't have kids. Whatever helps me personally, that's first and foremost how I'm going to vote. Now, being a middle-class woman with a small business, there's not a lot that helps me personally. I feel like when you look at people's policies and politics, um, it either helps the super rich or it helps the super poor. And I feel like all of us who just kind of hang out in the middle, we're just kind of along for the ride. Um, I will say that I did experience um, a bit of a situation um, this last, these last couple of years where I needed maternity health care and I could not get it despite paying over $500 a month to United Healthcare. Um, my plan, I guess, did not involve maternity and, uh, they would not let me pay an additional premium to get maternity coverage and no private insurance company would give me that coverage. Um, so I didn't have insurance. I still don't have insurance because I learned through the process that insurance actually makes things more expensive. Not only do you pay a premium, but when you actually go to get services, Um, the prices are inflated. If they know you have private insurance, they jack the prices up because the insurance companies do their best to not pay anything. And after that, you still have to pay a deductible and then you have to pay 20% of whatever the jacked up price is that it was, it's just cheaper for me not to have insurance than to have insurance. Um, and everybody comes at me, well, what if there's an emergency? What if something happens? Well, the same thing is true. I went through, 10 months of pregnancy, labor, and delivery without insurance, and it was still cheaper than what I would have gotten had I had insurance. So um, when, and I also have a pre-existing condition. I've had um, hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's disease for years now. So um, when it comes to things that affect me personally, getting, potentially, if I do want to get healthcare again, getting a healthcare that includes pre-existing conditions and doesn't, first of all, who doesn't have a pre-existing condition today? Like, don't we all have a pre-existing condition? I mean, everything is a pre-existing condition. If you have the coronavirus, that's a pre-existing condition. So anyway, I think that's the only thing that people talk about that would affect me. Um, A lot of what's talked about doesn't affect me just because of where I'm at in life and the size of my business and all of that. So there's that. Um, after that, I'm looking, and this is something that I guess we really, I don't know if we've had to look at it too closely before, but I'm looking at morals and character. Like, 
And I guess my number two and number three kind of go together, but morals and character. And I don't just mean like your personal preference on things, because I believe that if you are a politician, you shouldn't push your personal beliefs on people. It's your job to like keep all of us safe and healthy and prosperous, not I believe in this personally, so I'm going to push it on you. Um, But I think as of late, people's morals and character are showing, and a lot of it is not good, which leads me to my third point, which is less hate. I am voting, or I did vote, on um, less, less hate. Like, it disturbs me to see some of the things that I see on Twitter. I just um, had a colleague who is a medical commentator, and she did a couple of live hits on a few um, network TV stations, and she is a black woman, and she got an email from a viewer. It was probably a four four or five-sentence email, and I think the N-word was used more than four or five times, and she talked about what will happen to her if somebody is re-elected president, and... There were, I mean, I don't know if you would call them death threats. I guess you could. Um, But it was just like the hate that I see. And maybe I see it from a different point of view because I worked in the media as a reporter for 10 years. And I see the challenges that my friends in the media are going through when they're literally doing nothing. They're just doing their job. And when you get, when you go into a job in the media I mean, I guess you do expect people, you know, like I would get, I would get messages and emails from people about, you know, they're, they're very vocal if they don't like your hair or your dress or the sound of your voice. You know, I think that kind of comes along with the territory when you put yourself on TV, you know, you know, that's going to happen. But I, I don't think people knew they were going to experience the hate and the violence that they experience. Um, you know, like when you, when you go to be a police officer, you know, you're getting into a dangerous profession, you know, as a police officer, it's basically your job to deal with criminals. (laughs) Like when you go into the military, you're going into the military, you're going to deal with bad people. Like, you know, that going in, I think when you take a job as a journalist, you, you did not expect the hate and the violence that has happened recently to a lot of people that I know in, in the industry. So there's that. Um, I see hate from that side that I think is unexpected. And I think, you know, a lot of doctors and nurses, you know, they, they went in going to help people. They did not expect to be attacked for sharing their expertise and their professional opinion based on facts. And they're being attacked left and right. Um, I don't think I need to tell you that people are attacked daily because of their sexuality, because of the color of their skin, because of their gender. And statistically, hate crimes have gone up against all of those people um, in recent years. So I do think there is a correlation between the current administration and more hate. Um, And I say that based on statistics. I say that based on the tweets that I see on a daily basis. I see that based on the um, the laws that people try to pass. I mean, even in, in during the coronavirus, people were trying to pass laws that would make it legal for you to discriminate against giving medical care 
to gay people because you personally didn't agree with their way of life. I just, I don't, I don't think that's what politics are for. Like that's not, that's not what it's for. It's not for you to push your personal religious beliefs on an entire country. So I don't know. I'm just so annoyed with like the children that are running this country. (laughs) And I don't mean one side. I mean, both sides. Like, can we just do what's right and not make it an us versus them? Like it's, I don't know if, 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 the United States will ever come back from what has happened in the last few years. And it makes me want to move to Canada. I'm not going to lie. Hopefully they would let me in. My whole family are Canadian citizens. So I feel like they'd let me in, but it's cold there and I don't like the cold weather and we like it warm down here. So we'll probably stay here, but I think we need a lot more kindness because people are just, off their rocker. And it's almost like cult, like, like we don't care what this person on this side says, no matter what they say, we're going to stand behind them. Even if it's wrong, even if it's like clearly wrong and immoral, we're still going to stand beside them and condone those activities. And that's where I go back to my second point where we talk about morals. Like what are your morals? Forget about who is saying what, like, You can still support somebody and still say out loud, I don't agree with this. What they're doing or saying is wrong, but I'm voting this way for these reasons. And not a lot of people do that. Like, if I'm going to be blatantly honest, you can still support Donald Trump and say, listen, I support Donald Trump because I make more than $400,000 a year and I don't want my taxes to go up and they would under Joe Biden. And that's more important to me than him supporting this, that, and the other, and him saying and doing this, that, and the other. Like, just be honest. Don't, don't just go along with what he says and does because that's, it's no longer a reflection of him. It's a reflection of you and your morals and your character. So like, it's okay to support him, but don't, go along with everything he says and does if that's not who you really are. And if it is who you really are, well, then we know where your morals stand and we know what your character is. Just a few episodes ago, I talked about why I stopped scrolling on social media. And a big reason was because I was disappointed in seeing who people, I guess they really were or who they were willing to be just to support somebody. I mean, I've got friends and family who I disagree with things on, whether it be food, movies, music, whatever, but I'm not afraid to say I disagree with them and still be their friends and still converse with them. So I don't know why when we get into politics, we act like we have to agree with every single thing somebody says. You don't have to. You can disagree with them and still vote for them. <laughs> it's, it's very cult-like to just go along with everything and don't ask questions and, and don't, you know, disagree out loud. It's so odd to me what has happened. And I don't like what's happened. So how I'm voting this year, if it helps me personally, obviously I'll vote for it. That's why everybody has a personal vote. But again, I don't feel a lot helps me personally. I mean, when I look back and, and I see like what has helped me personally, the only thing I can think of is I bought my first house when Obama was president 
and it was coming out of the recession. Um, and I think it was 2012 when I bought my first house and he, then he uh, gave first time home buyers a $10,000 tax credit. So I got $10,000 when Obama was president for buying my first house. Um, I know around that time, my sister, I believe with, um, with him, she could have stayed on my parents' insurance longer because then she was under 26. So that was something that benefited her personally. Um, but honestly, I think that's the only thing that I can actually recall where like a certain president did something that benefited me personally. So then, you know, I have to go to morals and less hate and less violence. Like, yes, I like my house. I like to be home. But like, there's a big reason why I don't like to go out and about a lot. And it's because people are freaking crazy out there. Like, I don't know if you follow these Instagram accounts that have all of the Karen videos, but I am scared to run into a Karen out in public. I am afraid of being shot when I'm watching a movie. Like literally, this may sound crazy, but when I pick my seats when I go to the movies or when I did pre-quarantine with my kids, I would literally pick my seats with the thought, what if a mass shooter came into the movie theater? Where's the best spot to hide or how do I get out the quickest? Like that's, that's honestly in my mind when I go out in public and then it's in my mind when I vote. Um, so that's how I'm voting. I don't know how you're voting. I honestly don't give a shit how you're voting, um, because it's your vote, not mine, but just wanted to share because, Hey, it's a hot button topic. Um, but yeah, already voted, voted by mail, not going out, not waiting in the line, staying right here. Um, and after what, um, the president said at the first debate about calling his people to go to the polls and stand by and watch and see what everybody's doing there. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm glad I'm not voting because too many crazies. There are too many crazy people out there. So I'm going to stay at home, vote by mail. And that's how I'm voting. Those are my priorities. What helps me personally, who I think has the better morals and character and what will lead to less hate because there's a shit. I don't think there's ever been so much hate in this country before, at least in my lifetime. Um, I know there's been more hate obviously, before. But in my lifetime, I don't think I remember seeing this much crazy. And I think what we've seen, not just with the hate, but with how people are dealing with things, I think this is a pretty big case for free mental health care in the United States. Like, if we can pump $3 trillion into the stock market to make it look good for 20 minutes, I'm pretty sure we could afford some mental health care for people. So uh, let's work on that because clearly it is needed in this country. Holy shit. Um, that's it. This was a deep episode. Sorry about that. We'll do something fun next time for Three Things on Thursday. But thank you for listening.